There is an incredibly deep pool of talent here that has been drawn here by the institutions and, and the corporations. One thing I think that's been really interesting for me to discover has been that not only does that create sort of the opportunity to build a company and have a, a, you know, a workforce that is very, very competent, but a lot of that talent that's been brought here are actually the entrepreneurs who have gone on and created some of these great companies. That's Jim Biggs. He's executive director of the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center. Jim, along with KEC's board chair, Brandon Bruce, joins us for a conversation about Knoxville's unique ecosystem and the work they're doing to support makers and startups. You're listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a podcast powered by Launch Tennessee, dedicated to entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. I'm your host, Clark Buckner. Launch Tennessee is a public-private partnership with this simple vision. Make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. This season, you'll get an up-close look at how the statewide Launch Tennessee network and boots-on-the-ground startups build Tennessee. In this episode, Jim and Brandon share their insight into some of the factors that set Knoxville apart when it comes to entrepreneurship, like deep collaborative partnerships and a strong talent pool. They also describe some of the KEC programs that are helping entrepreneurs grow their businesses and explain how the Knoxville Entrepreneurial Ecosystem Guide came to be. To learn more about Tennessee's statewide network of resources, visit launchtn.org slash buildtn. Now, let's jump in. Uh, So hello, my name is Jim Biggs. I am the executive director for Knoxville Entrepreneur Center. Uh, We are a business accelerator based in Knoxville, Tennessee. Hey everybody, my name is Brandon Bruce. I'm the chair of the board of the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center. Uh, I'm a local technology entrepreneur, but you can frequently find me uh, paddling on the local rivers or out hiking in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Thank you both for taking some time to talk a little bit about Knoxville and the the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, the ecosystem there, the culture, and and why it's just a great place to be, not only to start and grow a business, but also live that beautiful life out there. You know, Brandon, you just mentioned spending time in the Smoky Mountains. You got that right there in your back door. Um, It's a great place. And so I'm excited because... You know, I grew up in East Tennessee, and so getting the chance to talk to both of you about the things that you love doing and, and the, how the ecosystems change over the years and where it's at today and where it's going, I'm really excited. So thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. So how about we just start off, Jim, with you being executive director and the Knox Entrepreneur Center being around now for seven years. Could you just kind of rewind it back and just sort of how it started and where it is today, and then let's talk about some of the entrepreneurs you work with. Sure, I'd be happy to. KEC uh, was sort of the brainchild of a collaborative group that included the city of Knoxville, the Knoxville Chamber, a few private foundations here, uh, and a few entrepreneurs in the community who felt like we needed a front door for entrepreneurs and a place for people uh, agnostic to what they were doing, uh, to be able to start and grow a business and to, uh, 
provide sort of the connective tissue to all of the other amazing organizations and institutions here who are also working to support uh, entrepreneurs in our community. Uh, so KEC was started as a way to both provide uh, programming uh, and support for entrepreneurs, but also to be a bridge to other parts of the ecosystem to make sure that entrepreneurs are able to find those resources and tap into all the amazing things that Knoxville has to offer. And your base right there, Market Square in the heart of Knoxville, downtown, it's such a beautiful place. I've I've seen recently they were, I can't remember what publication this was, but they're saying it's one of the most beautiful downtown districts in America. It's a great and sort of resurgent place at this point. My wife actually grew up here. And if you go back to when, and, and I'm ancient, uh, but if you go back to when we first started dating in the late 80s, it was a whole different scene in downtown Knoxville. Uh, so for us to come back here uh, and to be greeted by a vibrant restaurant scene and new hotels, thriving retail environment, uh, it's really exciting to see. And then you couple that with access to things like the river, the Smoky Mountains, and actually what we call an urban wilderness, one of the largest urban playgrounds, uh, outdoor spaces that you could find in, in any city. And you've really got a great combination. So Brandon, how did you get involved with KEC? Uh, it all started for me back seven, eight years ago when I uh, co-founded a software as a service company called Cirrus Insight. And uh, my co-founder is based in California. I'm based here in Knoxville, obviously. We built the company up over seven, eight years. We had uh, over 70 employees split between the two locations. Uh, we got up to number 41 on the Inc. 500 list uh, back in 2016, which was a That's super, huge. thank you, super awesome experience. And so, so my experience here in Knoxville really emanates from the fact that this is a place where I was able to have a great experience building a company. And the reason it was such a great experience is because there's so much talent here. I think one of the key things that I would share with people if they aren't familiar with the Knoxville area for doing business is that it is a talent-rich environment. And, and that's largely due to several of the big anchors in Knoxville. One, the University of Tennessee, so constantly replenishing source of talent uh, coming out of the university with all the students graduating, as well as the faculty that are doing research there. We have Oak Ridge National Laboratory up the street. It's one of the highest densities of PhDs in the country. Uh, TVA is right downtown, right next to the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center. So a tremendous amount of talent there. And these are all institutions that have been around you know, for decades. So they're really rooted in the community. And then beyond that, we have a lot of you know, really big companies here that have attracted uh, diverse talent from across the country and around the world. So the Pilot Flying Jays, Clayton Holmes, Regal Cinemas, uh, Discovery, Etc. have really attracted a lot of you know top-notch people to this area. So, so my experience here was that it was a great place for me to be able to start and grow a software company because there's so many great people to work with. And as a result, it was a really fun experience, and that connected me with Jim and the team at the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, and uh, been lucky to be involved with them, you know, ever since. From uh, getting involved with programs to just kind of spreading the good word uh, about entrepreneurship in, in the community. I understand you both have been definitely working on spreading the good word of the of the good things happening with entrepreneurship 
and the opportunities there in Knoxville. And one of the projects, this has turned into the Knoxville Entrepreneurial Ecosystem Guide. And that's something I wanted to touch base on to hear about that. It came out this year. And when you were both working on this, I know there's some other folks involved with it too, as I understand. You know, what kind of thoughts did you have about how Knoxville has changed over the years? Um, I know, Jim, you were saying how much has changed since, I think you said, the 80s. But even in the last, you know, five, seven years, um, with with KEC being downtown and, and being close up and personal to the, the entrepreneurial scene, when you all worked on this ecosystem guide, what did you find and anything that surprised you? And what does that mean for the future of, of East Tennessee? Yeah, this is Brandon. I can start. I mean, I think the the ecosystem guide, interestingly, was was an entrepreneurial product, which is to say uh, I was on a road trip uh, with a good friend, John Brock, who's the entrepreneur in residence at University of Tennessee. And we had just visited Cincinnati and seen kind of an ecosystem map that they had created for their community. And we started doing some research and saw that other communities like Seattle and Atlanta and others had some version of it. And so, you know, we decided to jump in and try to create something that would really be useful uh, to entrepreneurs and founders in the Knoxville area. Uh, so naturally, one of the first calls was to Jim to say, hey, we want to put together this guide. What are the right categories uh, that we can present to people? How can we make this most useful? And so, yeah, we were able to just kind of map the community, if you will, and really make a big effort to try to include as many of the resources as we could. I think we got most, if, if not all of them, but uh, to your to the point of the question, and, and, and Jim can speak to this even more, there's more resources every year. So they've, they've changed over time, but thankfully there's more and more uh, coming in support of entrepreneurs you know, year over year. Let me first agree with everything Brandon just said. I was actually going to say that uh, I would let Brandon speak specifically to Startup Knox because he was really the, the person who made that possible but I will echo his thoughts about the strength of the ecosystem. And I guess um, maybe even amplify that a bit by saying um, it's, a, it's a really strong testament to the power of the relationships that have been built here between those organizations and the collaborative nature of those organizations that we were able to pull that list together probably in a matter of a week. Um, people here who are focused on the entrepreneurial community work very closely together and are very supportive of the work and the entrepreneurs who are working with a lot of those other organizations. And so I think um, when you see both the, the, the sort of depth of support that entrepreneurs get looking at that list, but also how easily it was for us, and, I, and I'm guessing probably anybody on that list could have done the same thing, to come up with uh, the names and organizations of people who are uh, so intimately involved with this. For me, that's a real testament to, to what makes Knoxville a special place for startups. It's that this, this ecosystem uh, is really firing on all cylinders right now. Something I would like to talk a little more about, something I've heard Brandon just say a moment ago, and I think it sounds like you were going in that direction, Jim, is this piece around talent and how much talent there is in Knoxville because of some of these larger companies and these large you know, groups you were saying like Regal and Discovery and TVA and, and 
all of this is contributing to the ecosystem. So is there anything else that either of you would like to add a little bit about why the talent scene is so strong? Well, so I, 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 you know, I wanted to echo Brandon's sentiments that there is an incredibly deep pool of talent here that has been drawn here by the institutions and, and the corporations. One thing I think that's been really interesting for me to discover has been that not only does that create sort of the opportunity to build a company and have a, a you know a workforce that is very very competent, but a lot of that talent that's been brought here are actually the entrepreneurs who have gone on and created some of these great companies. Uh, so Brandon mentioned the PET scanner and, and CTI. Uh, that was someone who was you know originally came here as as uh, a part of Oak Ridge National Lab. You know if you look at the talent that came out of Scripps Networks and now Discovery. Uh, some of the other great media companies in our in our community were born out of talent that was brought here by those companies. Uh, so I think it's been fun to see not only uh, the opportunity for people to hire that talent, but the talent itself uh, becoming the entrepreneurial success stories here. So Jim, you were just talking about how these you know, big companies and and it's attracted a lot of great talent and entrepreneurs gone on to do really cool things. So something else that I wanted to learn more about Knoxville as a maker city, I understand there's Etsy is somehow in the mix here and I, yeah, catch me up to what, what that was and the significance of that. And then we'll kind of return talking a little about some of the KEC programming. Sure. I'd be happy to. Um, in fact, uh, Knoxville is the maker city, uh, if you look at our, our branding at this point. And it really grew out of an opportunity that Etsy teed up about five years ago. They hosted an event up in New York that brought 12 or 14 cities together to ideate about how communities could be a stronger advocate for the maker community and how, in particular, they could work more closely with local and state governments to uh, advocate for and on behalf of makers. And out of that came an opportunity to actually become designated as an Etsy maker city. And each community that wanted to be so designated had to go and do a couple of things, including hosting a big gathering and creating a some sort of mechanism by which there would be collaboration between the maker community and city government. Uh, and the team from Knoxville that uh, went to this gathering up in New York, came back and said, we, we think this could be a really fun thing. Uh, what do you think? And we at KEC basically had been looking for a way to support the maker community for a long time, agreed. And so we started working on a Maker City Summit that became an annual event for us as a gathering for the maker community here. Uh, and we helped our then mayor, Rojero, uh, assemble what is now the Mayor's Maker Council. All of that came together so quickly that uh, by the time we were announcing the council at the first summit, uh, it turned out we were, uh, in fact, the first city in North America, or at least in the United States, or may have been one in Canada, to be designated as an Etsy maker city. Uh, so Etsy came down here and presented us with a lovely plaque, and we have since been able to build on that momentum by launching the Maker City Initiative. Uh, and uh, it is essentially a group of makers who have come together 
to find ways to support and champion uh, the maker community here. Uh, and it's in-person events. It's a very, very robust uh, website that includes a maker directory. And uh, it's a lot of passionate people who are trying to help makers become more successful here. It sounds like a lot of fun. And um, Brandon, is there anything you wanted to add about that particularly before I shift over to another question? Uh, I have great admiration for the makers in Knoxville. And so I, I am one of their biggest fans that's a frequent visitor to themakercity.org, which is where I go to find stuff that's made locally in Knoxville. So everything I recently bought a painting through one of the artists that's featured through there. Um, I bought through the makercity.org. There's a local company here called Two Birds Hot Sauce. It's delicious. I've bought a number of gifts through the website and sent it to family. I have family all across the country and they love receiving stuff that's, you know, that's made in Knoxville. So it has a connection with where we live. So it's definitely a site I would recommend. I, I think the group has done a fantastic uh, job with it. It has obviously tremendous support uh, from Jim's team at Knoxville Entrepreneur Center. It also has great support from the city of Knoxville. So it's really something that the whole community has embraced. You can talk with people throughout Knoxville. They take a lot of pride in the fact that we were the first Etsy maker city because Etsy is such a big brand you know, out in the world now that more and more people in Knoxville are embracing the fact that they can do what they love and make a great living doing it and make a lot of people happy uh, with the goods and services they can produce. So, yeah, I, I think honestly, it's one of the coolest things happening in Knoxville because it's, it's, it's handmade, it's homemade, and it's really high quality stuff. You can get, for example, hand-blown glass uh, glasses from pretentious glass company. These are now nationally and probably by now world famous glasses, uh, for drinking beer. You'll find them in the finest establishments nationwide. It's amazing. So it's, it's, it's really gone, gone nuts. Same with some of the knives that are made that you can source through the makercity.org. Some of those knives are two, three years back ordered by the top chefs all what? around the country. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, the, the quality that is being created. Um, right here in downtown Knoxville. So anyway, I encourage everyone to check it out because it's not, uh, it's far from your average marketplace. You will find some stuff there that's really amazing that, uh, that you honestly can't find anywhere else. Brandon, what I like, one of the things I just, I love what you said is how someone, an artist, they can, you know, they can do what they love and do what they're really talented at and, and make a living. And so this might be a good transition uh, back over to you, Jim, about some of the programs KEC has. So maybe there is an artist or or a creator or a, an entrepreneur who has an idea. What are some of the ways that you support, your team supports entrepreneurs today? And maybe that can give us a good chance to look into some of the programs that you all are offering now and, and how those programs have made a difference. So, you know, one that I think is is... The, the sort of logical uh, first program that I would want to mention uh, is our continuing collaboration with Etsy to teach Etsy craft entrepreneurship classes. So this is a curriculum that was initially developed by Etsy that we have taken and done a substantial amount of work to make it very relevant to people who are looking to start out on the Etsy platform or to grow their presence and their uh, opportunity for revenue there. And it's a good place to mention, too, that the Entrepreneur Center doesn't just serve Knoxville. 
We actually work in the 16 counties that surround us. And this has been one of the programs that we've been able to take into those communities and help some of the, the more rural areas uh, also take advantage of the fact that they are very creative uh, and have a strong culture of making. A lot of those craftspeople uh, have become very successful at selling their wares. Uh, and you know, being able to sell on a platform like Etsy now gives them an, an expanded way to generate either you know secondary revenue or even in some cases primary revenue. And I'll, I'll give you one example, a woman up in a small town sort of east of here called Morristown took the class a few years ago and launched her shop selling bath bombs. Uh, the name of the shop is Psycho Bombers. Oh, really? Which, which um, <laughs> sounded troubling until you saw the bath bombs, and it totally makes sense. Okay. What's it look like? How can you describe it? Uh, they are ghoulish, I guess would be the, the best way okay. I would describe it. Some of them are beautiful. Um, some of them uh, go sort of in the more fantastic direction, and some of them are just flat-out creepy. You know, all of them have found a very, very thirsty market for products like that. And so she launched in, I want to say, mid-2017 and now has over 8,000 sales on the Etsy platform. Average sale price probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to $12, which means that, you know, over the course of two and a half to three years, uh, this woman has earned, you know, uh, even with Etsy's cut, Fifty to eighty thousand dollars in additional income, and while that is not, you know, a king's ransom in you know New York City, if you're in a community where the median income is thirty thousand dollars a year, that's really significant for people and making a difference in a lot of people's lives. Um, so the Etsy program has been one of our great successes, uh, especially because it helps smaller businesses and, and disadvantaged communities get some some legs under them uh, and then we're really happy to be able to do stuff like that i love that example and i did not realize that kc is also supporting all the surrounding counties and you know focusing on the rural aspect too the whole idea from the statewide network is providing tools and resources to you know any t tennessean so that's really neat. So let's talk about some of your other programs, whichever one you want to start with next. What is it? And, you know, what's your favorite part, favorite, and what's your favorite aspect of it? Sure. So, you know, in addition to programs that try and both focus on and support smaller businesses and pure startups, we have some programs uh, that are intended for growing and mature companies one of which is our flagship accelerator program that we call The Works, uh, which is a 12-week cohort-style boot camp, primarily focused on scalable technology companies, although not exclusively, and which uh, you know, is intended to try and help companies that have a product or service in the market um, scale their customer acquisition uh, and sort of reach the next level of funding that they're looking for as they continue to grow. And we've had 86 companies come through various iterations of that accelerator program over the years, some of which uh, now are really starting to become leaders in the marketplace, one of which uh, recently was named to the Inc. 5000 list. And Brandon was sorry to see that his spot as the top 
company on the Inc. 5000 list in Knoxville was actually eclipsed. So RDI Yay. technology, <laughs> uh, <laughs> RDI technology for in 2019 became the number 33 company on the Inc. 5000 list. Uh, That's exciting. Con- continues to grow from there. So uh, it's been fun to watch those companies really take off uh, and. You know, we continue to find new innovative companies to bring through on an annual basis. And one of the things that we've both embedded in that program and also been able to take outside of it is a sort of an offshoot that we call Brand Camp. The idea of Brand Camp is that there are a lot of sort of digital natives here and young creatives who have incredible talent with things like blogging, videography, you know, they may have talent uh, with photography and socials, uh, building websites. And what they lack is an understanding of how that can either become a business or how that translates into business for other people. And so BrandCamp is designed to teach content creators uh, best practices around how to make a business out of that or how to work in a an environment uh, that is focused on content creation. And the way we do it is we bring in uh, five to six interns each now semester and pair them up with startups who need brand makeovers and uh, put them through a multi-step program that helps them both understand uh, the process and actually create some content along the way. And that program actually now has become part of the practicum for the College of Communications over at UT. So both spring and fall, we have students who are coming in and getting course credit for doing the work as well. So it's been really exciting to see. And uh, over the last few years, the interns who have come out uh, are now working at places like Google, uh, Amazon, Tombris, which is a design agency and advertising agency here. Uh, and other great uh, sort of creative agencies. Uh, And we're excited to see that both the talent side is working out and the branding side is working out. And the startups are very, very happy to to get that brand refreshed because most of them can't afford to go and pay for it from someone else. Right. They have that shoestring budget bootstrapping and trying to just make as much happen with as little as possible, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, whatever they can do to economize. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'll, I'll echo Jim's point, right? I mean, there, there's nothing better than seeing a company like RDI Technologies take the world by storm and earn the recognition of number three on the Inc. 5000 list. And equally importantly is the diversity of companies that we had make the list this year. So we had over a dozen from the greater Knoxville region make the Inc. 5000 list. And that included a company like K-Tom Restaurant Supply that's been on the list for 11 consecutive years. I mean, what an incredible achievement. Because to get on the list, you have to maintain such a high growth rate. And the fact that the CEO, Patricia Bible, and her team at K-Tom have been on the list for 11 straight years, to me, is really remarkable. uh, Because it shows the staying power, right? Not only is uh, Knoxville a great area to start a company, to get out the gate fast, but it's also a great area for sustained growth. So that, you know, uh, back when she took the reins, this was a much smaller company. And now it's, it's huge. It's a juggernaut in the industry. They, they continue to innovate and lead the industry forward. Um, there's a lot of those great stories. So I think it's, it's, it is important for people to know that not only is it a great place to get your start 
and Knoxville Entrepreneur Center is the front door for entrepreneurs in Knoxville. It's where you first walk in and say, you know, I've got an idea. I'm ready to get started. What resources are available? But once you do get that market traction, there's a tremendous number of resources available in the community that will help you to scale and help you get that growth that you need. And then, of course, there's the big company examples in Knoxville of, of companies that are huge, that are world leaders in their space, a number of which have gone public and a number of which are some of the largest private companies in the country and in the world. Um, so it's nice to see that we have the strength kind of across growth stages. And I think that's a really important thing that has evolved in Knoxville over the last couple of decades. And I guess I, I would emphasize Brandon's point that there's also an incredible breadth of industry that's represented there. And when you look at some of the most successful companies here, it spans you know, an incredibly wide range of types of industries. Uh, so, you know, and Brandon actually has this list. I think, you know, I, I may let him do it because he's better at it. But if you look at some of the, the number ones, right, we have the number one manufactured home producer in, in the world. Uh, we have the number one operator of travel centers and convenience stores in the world. We had the number one operator of movie screens in the world. And, uh, you know, we had one of the top producers of uh, unscripted TV content in the world here. Uh, so incredible sort of diversity of types of businesses that can succeed in Knoxville and have succeeded in Knoxville. And I think that is somewhat unique compared to a lot of other communities that tend to have a strong industry concentration and focus exclusively on that. And I think that's really one of the strengths uh, of our community is that we're able to to accommodate just about any kind of business growing and succeeding here. So, Jim, I've heard you talk about 865 Alliance. And so as we're starting to wrap up here, I was curious how that fits into the picture and just continues that theme of Knoxville as a collaborative, supportive city for entrepreneurs. Sure. So, you know, I think the emphasis here all along has been about connectivity and how well-networked and connected, both the organizations that support entrepreneurs here and, and actually the entrepreneurs themselves. And one great example of that sort of collaborative spirit is the Innovate 6.5 Alliance, which is a group of organizations uh, that has come together specifically to make sure that the ecosystem doesn't have any gaps and that entrepreneurs are being supported here. So it is Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, uh, the uh, University of Tennessee, the Anderson Center uh, at the University of Tennessee, which is their entrepreneurship and innovation group, UT Research Foundation, the Oak Ridge National Lab, Pershing Yokely and Associates, TBA, and a number of other um, private sector organizations or companies, all of whom believe in the power of entrepreneurship to transform communities and who uh, have come together to put on events like Startup Day that help elevate the profile of entrepreneurs here uh, and also help connect them with opportunities both within Knoxville and outside of Knoxville to be more successful. And so I think to the extent that Knoxville and our sort of East Tennessee region more broadly are going to succeed, uh, it's in large part going to be because of the, the collaboration and the relationships that exist within this ecosystem. It's another great example, right, of how there's so many good things happening. So I'm I'm just really excited and thankful 
that I've been able to connect with both of you today. And the last question is simply, how can someone learn more and, and get connected? Well, the easiest way is to visit our website, which is noxec.com, or walk through our front door, at least once we are unlocking the front door again and open for business. Uh, we have, over the course of seven years, about 1,200 new entrepreneurs who have walked through that door to either work with us or find that kind of information. And we welcome anybody else who's interested to come and find us. Thank you both for taking the time to share a little about the Knoxville entrepreneur story. And I'm looking forward to the future. Absolutely. We are too. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate you, you including us. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a Launch Tennessee podcast for entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. Launch Tennessee has received national recognition for statewide collaboration, an innovative economy, and stakeholder diversity. And that's because of amazing folks like yourself who are contributing to make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. To join the conversation, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LaunchTN and visit launchtn.org slash buildtn to learn more about Tennessee's entrepreneurial ecosystem. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we'll see you soon on another episode of Disrupt the Continuum.